Hello, and welcome to the Tea and a Buddy podcast with me, Dominic. And me, Erica. Today's episode, well, it's about a TV show that we are <laughs> currently getting into. Yes. The show we're talking about is Outlander. <laughs> Outlander. Have you seen it, everybody? Yeah. And I'm sure most of you who are self-quarantining right now are probably looking for shows to watch. And this is a good one. We're only on the first season so far, so no spoilers. Yeah. Don't yeah. you be giving us spoilers, you cheeky monkeys. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're into shows like Poldark. Poldark. Um, um, time travel it? stuff. Goodnight Sweetheart. Yeah, any kind of period dramas. Um, um, also a little bit fantasy since there is it's a, a little time, bit fantasy. time travel element. The time travel element, yeah. That's the same thing as Goodnight Sweetheart. So Yeah, so it's originally set in the 40s. Yeah. Uh, it's based on a series of books, uh, the Outlander series, written by Diana Gabaldon, who is an American author. Which we have not read. We haven't of. read any of the books We, we at tend all. to, with these shows that we get into that are based on books, it seems like we then go back and read the books. If, yeah, if we did we, that with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. You did it with Hornblower. Hornblower, yeah. I mean, I got into the series of Hornblower. Um, and then I decided, oh, I'm going to read the books because they didn't finish them. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Yon Griffith. Do your duty <laughs> and pick up the Hornblower series and make sure Yon Griffith is in title role. And if you can, get back the whole cast. Hornblower is also set in the 1700s like Outlander, which we actually haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah. So <laughs> go, go ahead and continue. Um... Well, let's give you a little bit of background here, yeah. everybody. Let's just so take set on it these back. Books. The books are basically like... Um, what do they call it? Well, to me, at the beginning, the, fir- the first Historical episode, fiction. Well, historical fiction. Historical. But they're also a bit like, I think they call them bodice-ripping romance novels. Romance novel, yeah. yeah. It's very romance novel. I, and but, I'll the, get, but the bodice-ripping is like in reference to the fact that it's set in a period. A period where drama they, where yeah. they had a bodice. <laughs> yes. Where they wanted to see a body come out of a bodice. <laughs> So it's a little bit that. And at first, the first episode, I was like, all right, this is a bit too romance novel. It's a bit too romance novel y, you know, Mills and Boone, you know the type. I don't know what they were. Mills and Boone were a popular publisher of uh, romance novels. Yeah. Um, My mother would take me to this bookshop in Torquay, where we lived, and, you know, it was called The Book Barn. And they'd have all these old books. There and I remember, you know, she taught. She'd got. She knew the the bookstore owner and stuff, and they get chatting, and I just be kind of wandering around looking at all the books. And they had like an entire section de- devoted to Mills and Boone romance novels. And I just kind of, even when I was a kid, I was like five or six or six years old. You know, I just remember looking at them, going, "What? What is that?" You know, because it's just kind of like they were all like, it's all like a man. You know, he's like. Long hair and... Fabio. Fabio type, you know, <laughs> Fabian, whatever you call them. Um, chest kind of coming out of his shirt, and, you mm. know, he's like billowing shirt, and this woman like, oh, you I know, mean, Fabio her, bodice, a... her bodice ripped, yeah. you know. Fabio was the, was the typical... Don Juan type figure. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, don't you? He had long blonde hair. I think he's Italian. Italian. I'm not sure, but big and muscly, long blonde hair. Um, and he was like on the cut. That's what he was known for. Was when, when though? In the 90s. Oh, the 90s. Early yeah, 90s, I'm, I'm... late late 80s, I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm going back further because, you know, this is like a period type thing. Because they're really all kind know. of period kind of things, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you had like, um, again, we we have a reputation, you guys, for going like off topic. Well, so this isn't off topic, to, we, we, you, you know, because it's kind of in, with that, us. in that genre. Yeah. It is. And that's the, the start that the fans of Outlander are primarily those types of people who enjoy that. I guess so. Works of fiction. Um, the... The ones that I know of that were really popular, and I don't think she wrote any period ones. I could be completely wrong, though. Danielle Steele. She was the, Danielle she Steele. was our biggest, most recent romance novelist. Um, I mean, she Barbara, was... Oh, what was her name? Barbara Taylor Bradford? Something. There was one in Britain who had, like, my Barbara... Oh, Barbara, yeah, I Barbara, do know that name too. Something. That was Barbara older. Taylor that was Bradford, older, Barbara, yeah, I mean, no, um, it was not Jackie good. Collins. Yeah, she did Jackie a Collins. Series of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they were just basically erotic novels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they were period dramas, but of course, it's like people. There's like certain. You know, women which authors. Which we're not knocking that. I mean, if uh, that's not knocking what, that, if you're into that, that's great. Yeah, you know? that's that's fine. Yeah, no, you know, there's no, no problem. There's, no shame, no judgment, Yeah, bro. <laughs> but that is definitely what I kind of felt like this was leaning toward in the first episode. We're on, like, the fifth or sixth or seventh, uh, maybe, even episode. Episode of the first season, yeah, because uh, they ordered, like, 16 episodes, I think. And it season. has become more historical-based. Historical-based. It's Yeah, there's, like, his, uh, there's the element of history Yeah, there she's starting to see things happen in history that she knows about and she knows what's going to happen and I and I and I'm more into that. I'm just I'm more into the historical aspect. aspect. You know, into the Fabio and Well, I mean, you know, as long as it's not like you know, super predictable like maybe, Hallmark sometimes, Hallmark yeah. style. Hallmark. Yeah. Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Outlander series is written by Diana Gabaldon um and it focuses on 20th century British army nurse Claire Randall who, with her husband Frank, they go up to Scotland for, you know, after the end of the war in 1946, and they're just on holiday, and he's a historian, her husband, so he's talking about, oh yeah, this area was covered in Jacobite risings, and the British army were here. They're just like, they've just gotten back together, right, after the war, and they're just like, they're just reconnected, yeah. And so they go on this holiday, driving holiday, and he takes her around this area of the Highlands in Scotland. This actress, by the way, guys, do you know her name? Do we do we know her name? Katrina Balfe. Okay, she's absolutely gorgeous. Irish actress. Just as a she's aside. a model. She's a she. Well, she was a prolific model for like um, Michael well, she, Kors and everyone. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And she, yeah well, she, she looks like she. she would she's have been. walked the runway. <laughs> <She's> you know, <laughs> and the guy who plays her husband was in Game of Thrones. He was... Uh, um, Tobias Menzies. Or Tobias Ming. Tobias Menzies. I'm not really sure how to make, pronounce his last... He was Tully. Yeah. He was her, he? He was her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he was, was Lord Tully. Of, he was the Stark's uncle. He's also the in The Crown as Prince Philip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third series. Yeah. And I think he's going to be in the next one, too. Um, but anyway, it's about this um, British Army nurse from the, the 40s, Claire Randall, and she time-travels to 18th century Scotland during the time of the Jacobite Rising in 1745 and finds adventure and romance with the dashing James, Jamie Fraser. And so far there have been eight out of her planned ten books 
because she's done eight of them already Mm -hmm. and i think the eighth was released at the time the series started so there's been kind of like a long break oh oh gosh martin type thing but she's working on the ninth one right now i don't know when that's going to be released but of course you know she wrote these like in the nineties. Oh these yeah, books, and he went. Doo, 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 doo. So that is like George R. R. Martin. I mean, yes, when he wrote Game of Thrones as well. And then you know, it's like they haven't. She hasn't finished the series yet. But of course, now that the Outlander series is out and they're writing, and you know, there's been five seasons of it. There's fans and everything. She's getting the money's rolling in. I'm presuming, <laughs> and it's just like there's not a lot of motivation. There's not there. a lot of motivation there, <laughs> except to like you know, people going. When's the next one coming oh my out? God, could you imagine being well, being a writer? It's like kind that? of the same thing with J.K. Rowling. Yeah. She wrote the first two or three books, and then I saw the movies were made. Mm-hmm. And then J.K. It was just Rowling like, wrote Harry Potter. Harry Potter, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it was just like you know, it's just like got all this money now. I don't need this anymore. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's a lot of pressure, though. I would not like to be in that position. You know, you have yeah, you have a. a you start, you start writing these books, <laughs> you know, you're a writer and you start writing these books, you write these novels and they get published and you know, it's like, oh, it's all right. You know, they're not too famous or whatever. And yeah. you write another you're one. Happy, you're happy just to be published. Happy, happy just to be published, <laughs> happy writing them. And then a TV show comes along and goes, well, we want to turn those books into a TV show or a film. Yeah. Okay. And then that thing just explodes. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, I don't need to write the the rest of them. You know, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll I'll take a break now because I've I've been so busy promoting um, the TV show because it's based on that or consulting because she's a consultant, obviously, on the TV show. Yeah. And um, it was commissioned by Stars, the Stars Network, in 2014, and it's now into its fifth season. Uh, Katrina Balfe plays Claire, and Sam Hewen is Jamie. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. And he actually is Scottish, right? I think yeah, we, we yeah. looked him up. He's actually <laughs> there's Scottish. So many, there's so many people in this show who are portraying um, Scottish people and they're not actually Scottish. And to me, most of their accents are pretty good. But you you did point out someone who was, you were like, Gayless. You, you knew as soon as she opened her mouth, you were I like, like yeah. she's <laughs> not this actress. She's a Dutch actress. Scottish. She's a Dutch actress. Uh, it's it's funny because Katrina Balfe is Irish. She's got like an, an Irish lilt naturally, you know. Yeah. I think she's lived over here for years though, so it's kind of like thing. But she's portraying an English nurse. Yeah. And that's what um, she's got a very posh upper class kind of. That's what that's what English the author accent. wanted to do with her character. Is like, oh, you know, she's just this what this English woman and these like kilted Scotsmen, you know, around <laughs> all these kilted Scotsmen. Yeah. And you know, being all. Um, because originally being all the Scottish, being, being all Scottish <laughs> and you know clansmen and against those damn English, um, it's funny because I think she originally started writing the books with the character of Jamie Fraser as the main character, and just you know like him. But then when she started writing her female character, she just kind of took over the lead and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was just like you know it became all about her and then and Jamie, you know. Yeah. Um, the setting of the 18th century, because, you know, you'd think that's a bit of an odd time for an American writer to, uh, <laughs> set, a, set a story. Oh, in. she's American. The yeah, ra- she, the she's from Arizona. Is... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, the setting of 18th century Scotland for the novel was inspired when, uh, Diana Gabaldon saw a rerun on PBS of a Doctor Who serial. 
Oh, interesting. From 1969, entitled The War Games, and was fascinated by Fraser Hines' portrayal of the Doctor's companion, Jamie McCrimmon. Doctor Who fans will know, you know, the, the classic Who fans will know that Patrick Troughton was the Doctor at this time. And he had a companion, Jamie McCrimmon, who was a kilted Scotsman from the year 1745 who oh. travelled with him. <laughs> And oh, so wow. she f- kind of fell in love with him a little bit, you know, because he was kilted and he was that, like, you know, this, like, um, outlandish, like, um, chivalrous, tartened up guy, yeah. you know, who was always, like, gotta, gotta protect the women even though they can protect themselves, you mm. know. So she was like, oh, yeah, you know, the kilt and everything, I like that, you know, so I'm just gonna... And that inspired her to, like, set the whole thing, so... yeah. And and I think Fraser Hines, who plays, uh, I I know the actor from Emmerdale, which was a soap in Britain. Yeah, well, it's still going, but he was on the soap for years. But and I had obviously had no idea that he was on Doctor Who because Doctor Who that, that was years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think the the War Games that serial was his final appearance as Jamie McCrimmon. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I think he got a he got a role in outlander oh really yeah i mean oh. he's not scottish fraser hines he's an english actor but you know <laughs> we scotsman you know? yeah and so he must be older now if that was from 1969 so. oh, well yes he's older obviously yeah he was yeah a, he was a kid back then um yeah and you know people think oh jamie she she called the character jamie james you know of James Fraser after yeah. Jamie McCrimmon and everybody thought oh well his name is Fraser because of the actor and she said no that was just a coincidence oh yeah because PBS cut off the credits oh. of all stuff and she never knew who the actors were oh that's really weird so it's like you know one of these things years later that's like oh yeah I didn't know his name the actor's <laughs> name until years later because PBS her, well her station cut off the credits you know because they want to get on to the next show they yeah. do that here too don't they they, they they minimize Barbara the... Cartwright. Barbara Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back on that, are we? <laughs> Cartland. Cartwright. Barbara Cartland. Yes, Cartland. <laughs> okay, okay. We're gonna pause this and we're gonna do a quick Google search. If you guys, my brain just works like that. Okay, just <laughs> I wasn't consciously thinking about it, but the name just popped into my head. It's like Barbara Cartwright, Barbara Cartland. What we were talking about previously, I'm ta- I'm referring to um, romance novelists. That is, oh, Barbara Taylor Bradford. I so you had a different person named Barbara. Barbara, oh, yes. Okay, this is not the one that I was talking about. Yeah, a woman of substance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're kind of like. Um... Okay, mine is Barbara Cartland, though. I think Barbara it's Cartland, Cartland, not Cartwright. Okay, so we have so there was a British Barbara Taylor Bradford writer, and oh is yeah, that yeah, Barbara Barbara Cartland. Oh, yeah, she's she, she she's wrote, British as well. Yeah, um, I, yeah, the, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, okay. oh, that's her. Yeah, I remember her. Okay, she looked like Barbara that. Cartland. Okay, anyway, sorry, we can yeah. get back. We can get back to Outlander. About. Yes, <laughs> I'm just talking about Outlander. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Barbara Cartland, Barbara Taylor Bradford, Barbara, <laughs> whoever. Um Outlander. <laughs> Outlander, yes. Yeah. That's the one. Um and that's it's funny, you know, it's like she never knew who um 
he was until years later. Yeah, and, that's a that's like fate. It was, it's like fate, yeah. yeah. And and you know he had a starring role. Well, I don't know if it was a starring role. It was like it was a role in the in the series as someone else. You know, mm. I think in the third season maybe I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's it's kind of we're we're going to talk about um, the whole setting of Outlander. Yeah. And what was going on at that time, the yeah. Jacobite Rising, because the Jacobite Rising... So give rising, a little bit of, yeah, give a little bit of um, history, like... Well, Scotland joined England and Wales to become the United Kingdom of Great Britain in 1707. That's when it was, like, ratified by treaty and everything. Okay. And... And they have not wanted to be part of Great Britain uh, since that moment. <laughs> a lot of them didn't, yes, because the... Who was on the throne in 1745 was George II who was George III's father, father. <laughs> and George III is obviously the Mad King George you oh, know, okay. and the madness yeah. of King George mm-hmm. but George II was on the throne then and he's the house of they were the house of Hanover and it's famous that you know the Stuart throne was like usurped you know, from mm. that. Okay. Years before. I think it, Mary, Queen of Scots, I think, was the last one. Okay. And ever since then, you know, Scotland was had its own king, like James I and everything. But mm. when they got together, right. it was like, King George rules you all. You right, know? right. And it's the, the British kingdom and that's it, you know. Yeah. But, of course, there's a lot of Scots who didn't like this. You know, mm. they wanted... Um, who was it? Um, Charles, um, James Edward Stuart, which was the old pretender, they called him. Mm-hmm. He wanted the throne back. And so his son, who was Charles Edward Stuart, Charles Edward Stuart, yeah. The Br- the English called him the pretender. Yeah, the English called okay, him the pretender. Right. Yeah, the old pretender. And they called Charles Edward, his son, the young pretender. He was desperate to restore the house of Stuart to the throne. Mm-hmm. So... He started gaining support from all the Scots, saying, oh, you know, those terrible Sassanachs, you know, those terrible English, you know, yeah. the British army, terrible. Yeah. You know, we want our homeland back. We want a, we want a steward on the throne. And right. Like, yeah, okay then. And that's became like the Jacobite movement. Why were they called the Jacobites, do you know? It's it's kind of, they were called the Jacobites because it's like the Latin for James. Okay. And, and it was emerged, and the movement emerged from the overthrow of the Catholic king. James the Seventh of Scotland. Okay. And these were the James the Second of England. It's, it's just really, yeah. It's like really complicated to sort that all out. <laughs> you need a family tree. You need a family to tree to, to figure to. out who was what of what country until they finally unified. Yeah. And. Because the the royal family was, of he, Scotland was related to the royal family of England. Yes, they, they were. And, you know, Scot- and Scot- Scotland and England had separate laws. And even when they unified in 1707, the laws were separate. That's why uh, today it's famous, you know, like it's, it's, it still continues to this day. The, the most famous of these differences is like the law of marriage. Uh, you know, like you had to, in England, you had to be a certain age and you had to have parental consent to mm, marry. Right. That's why a lot of English and Welsh couples were eloping to Gretna Green, which was a border town, yeah, to get married. Because mm-hmm. ha- in Scotland, you don't have to have parental consent and you can marry at 16. 
And you can marry anywhere. It didn't have to be in a... You can marry on the top of a hill or... You can marry anywhere, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you and I have the, 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 church, the Church of Scotland had that kind of uh, law that you didn't have to get married in a church right. either. So, you know, that still existed well into like the 20th and well, still still exists now. But I think in England and Wales, that law has been relaxed and people yeah. can get married wherever now and yeah. stuff, you know. Um. And they don't have to have parental consent or uh, something, whatever. Well, as long as they're of legal age. As long as they're legal <laughs> age, yeah. And, um... Because, you know, there was a lot of young teenagers going, Yeah, let's get married. This is the greatest thing ever, you know. Well, there was a lot of, at that time particularly, people, like, kind of selling their daughters off or... Selling or, their daughters off for a packet of biscuits. Or, like, a, a girl would go off with a... With a much older man for a lord, you know, whatever yeah. reason, and the parents would not necessarily approve. I guess, yeah, you know, just yeah, there was all that kind of stuff going on, yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to like the Jacobite Jacobite movement, because the the overthrow of the Catholic King James the Seventh of Scotland, then the second, and he was the second of England. And it was in favour of his Protestant daughter and son-in-law, Mary II and William of Orange, during the Glorious Revolution of 1688 to 89. Jacobites, which were named after the Latin for James, Jacobus, Jacobus, sought to restore James and his hairs to the British and Irish thrones. James and his hairs, yes. James and his hairs, yeah. <laughs> James and his heirs. Is that how you pronounce it? You hairs. pronounce it hairs? James and his hairs, yeah, his hair. Son and hair. Heirs, we say. Or son and heir. Yeah, so, I mean, sometimes you say heir, yeah. I mean, I say, I say heir. <laughs> oh, you British people and oh, your pronunciations. You slimy people and your pronunciations. <laughs> um, but so there was a series of like major rebellions throughout, but the last of which was in 1745. And that culminated in the Battle of Culloden. Which is where our dear Claire Randall has gone back to, you know, in the years. They're only like three months away from it, where we are right now. And she remembers in the first series of this show, um, talking with her husband about what, about that particular battle and what happened. Well, yes. I mean, and then, you know, like, spoiler. Bit of spoiler here if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, she tries to, you know, she she remembers it, and then because she's she's just with them for a long time with the clansman, Clan Mackenzie, because she's found in in seventeen forty five by an ancestor of her husband, who's in yeah. a captain in the British Army, Black Jack Randall. Yeah, who's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> scummy guy. Scummy guy, really nice guy, uh, but. Um, <laughs> <sighs> She gets saved by like clansmen, the clan Mackenzie, who who, who seem all rough, and who seem all rough and dirty, but they're, but they're like you know the great, the, the best group of Scots people, you know, and they're wearing kilts and they're all in <laughs> they're wearing kilts, they're all right, they're wearing kilts, they're all right, they got eyebrows, you know, and, and it's just um, that they so they they and she ends up with them as like because she's a nurse, she can heal and. You know, she's got kind of like crazy ideas because she's from the future and all this kind of stuff, you <laughs> yeah. know. So she's figuring out how to use 18th century tech to apply 20th century medicine. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like asthma and all that kind of stuff. 
And all the while, she's she's wanting to get she, back. She's home wanting to, to get her back husband. home, and she's figured out oh, that where I where I came in uh, these stones, I can get back. But of but course, she thinks anyway. She thinks, and we anyway. don't know. We don't know. We haven't seen yeah. it. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, like there's there's the Jacobite rising kind of going on, and she thinks like they're all just like, uh, you know, she thinks this clan is like. At first, she thinks they're just like, um ripping people off and stuff, you know, oh, to, yeah. on rent pulling and stuff. Scam, the, pulling scams the for lead, rent. The and, leader of the clan. Of the, the war clan. chief, yeah. Yeah, that she's with. She thinks he's just kind of screwing over his brother, who is the the lord the of the laird. castle. Yeah, yeah. The laird. Um, and, but it, it transpires, actually, he's trying to raise money for the Jacobite army. Yeah. And they believe in their, like, and then people think, you know, like, people, in, easily to simplify, oh, the Jacobites just wanted independence, but it was actually, they wanted to restore the throne. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to note that in America, we are not, I think the majority of Americans are not really aware of the Scottish-English divide. It's, it's, yeah, it's something that's been around for a long time. I mean, there's a Welsh-English divide, obviously, too, but yeah. it's, it's smaller. I think we don't really think about it, because obviously, you know, it's not our country, it's not happening over here, and, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people don't even really understand, you know, that Scotland, England, and Wales are separate you know what i mean it's they're, like they're, they're, they're on they, the they're on the same island but they're yes they're pretty separate yeah places yeah. and so it's interesting and i think maybe even a bit confusing for americans possibly i mean maybe i'm just speaking for myself who don't know the history and the um and the divide just the divide the cultural divide the you know the history of why Scottish people don't necessarily like English people and vice versa. And that's not true for all of them now, nowadays. Yeah. I would say not true for the majority of them, probably. But they're definitely still, to this day, are Scottish and English people who... Who love to stoke the divide. And yeah. Go, oh, they're English, aren't they? Oh, they're English. Oh, they're... they're Scottish, aren't they? Oh, you know. Yeah. It's like... I don't know they're, if... It, they're uncivilized. Uncivilized you know? and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, it stems from that kind of thing, you know. I mean, it's kind of like it goes a, way a back xenophobic to this. type thing. It goes way back to this and before all this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, in 1745 is when the last kind of, like, uprising happened. Bonnie Prince Charlie was the... um. It was Charles Edward Stuart, and he's he's famous nowadays as Bonnie Prince Charlie because he was leading the Jacobites, you know. Oh yeah. But he didn't really lead them. He was in exile. Oh. He was in France for most of it, trying oh. to get, trying to get money from Louis God. the Fourteenth, I think. Oh yeah. Oh who? Or Louis the Thirteenth? Some someone? You know, he was trying to get the French king was funding all this because France has been known to like yeah, there's. British people, we hate them. So you know, anything, anything to to get them out of here. You know? <laughs> um, so he was in there, and of course, it failed. The Battle of Culloden was because they thought, oh, we're going to win this one because the bulk of the British army was um, fighting in mainland Europe for the War of the Austrian Succession. Mm -hmm. So they thought, oh yeah, they're, they're all away. You know, it's like there's only a thing. but. 
the British army were notoriously well organized at that time. Yeah. And powerful. So they were, you know, they'd stationed troops in Scotland. And when Culloden happened, you know, the, the Jacobites had no, the, 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 all they had was claymores. Oh, yeah. And kilts. <laughs> right. And the British army had cannons and muskets, right. you know. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and so she has sort of a connection, she feels, with the English army because she's just come back yeah. in her time period. From the war, from a war. From, from a war. Yeah. And being with the the English army or the and British she was all military. Like, oh, yeah, this is cute. You know, they're my people. Yeah. yeah I'm English, you know. But she quickly realizes that this is not her English army. No, well, no, yeah. and it was yeah, and the British army of the World War Two was a vastly different force to the Redcoats, as they were called, you know. <laughs> and so she she finds herself in sort of a conundrum because she's she's starting to sympathize with um, the Scots who just want to be their own people, basically. Yeah, and uh, you know. And they had their own laws and everything, yeah. I mean, it's as they still do today, you know, yeah. even though they're still part of the the Union. And so she wants to, like, kind of warn them about the future, what's going to happen. And, and actually, she she does try, but of course, they're just like, you, you don't know. <laughs> You're yeah. just a woman, what do you know? Yes, you know? I mean, of course, it was that kind of thing at that time, too. It's like, oh, women and politics and women don't talk and <sighs> they're just there to look pretty or whatever, you know? yeah. And, um, my thing about this show so far, I mean, like I said, we're like six, seven episodes possibly in. I can't Yeah, really I think remember. we're on the eighth episode, maybe. Um, is to me, she's not trying that hard to get home. <laughs> you know she's I mean? not. She's kind of having a little adventure. She's having <laughs> yeah. a re-adventure. She it's is just in, like, in the oh, she's being watched. She's, you know, they're very, they're going to get her if she, if yeah. they find that she's, you know, trying to escape or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, Because yeah. they, they don't know where she comes from. I mean, she's kind of like... Because her husband in the 40s worked in intelligence and told her, oh, it's... You know, you've got... When you tell a story to an interrogator, you've got to keep as truth... Uh, to close to the truth as you can. Yeah. So, you know, you don't get tripped up. Yeah, so she's... But, you know, she's she said, oh, I've got family in France and I'm just looking to get back there. Yeah. And I was mugged and... And I lost my horse, and yeah. and you know, like the the British. Well, the, the Black Jack Randall doesn't believe her, um, and neither does the clan. The clan don't believe her, but they need her because she's pretty good at healing yeah. and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And so, you know, until they figure out what what her deal is, because they think she's a spy for the English, yeah, at first, yeah, yeah. But then I think they they realize, oh no, she's not really, you know, I mean, she's, she's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's. If she is, then she's like... She's the worst spy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I think I, I think we need to wrap it up I here. think we need to wrap it up yeah. here, yeah. Because we, need, we, need to, we need to end this so we can go and continue watching this show, if we're being yes, honest. Because <laughs> we're kind of halfway into it. Yeah. But anyway, what happened to Bonnie Prince Charlie oh. <laughs> was... But Bonnie Prince Charlie, let's just... <laughs> let's just wrap him up for a start. After Culloden was finished, that he kind of like wound up the Scots anyway, so he had oh. more support with them. Oh yeah. And then his father died years later, and he was still trying to get the Pope to recognize him as Charles the Third. 
Okay. And it was like the Pope was like, no, there's George <laughs> the Fourth or George, you know, George the Fourth was on the throne by that time, I yeah. think. And so he died in 1788 in Rome in exile. Very bitter. Very sad that he lost. Yeah. The end. The end. Yes. <laughs> well. Well. I don't know what else to say Well, about poor old well, Bonnie Prince Charlie wasn't well, so bonny at the end, was he? some story there, Dominic. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, this is this quarantine stuff. This quarantine mm. life. <laughs> We're just going mad here. Let us know on social media. This has nothing to do with Outlander. Um, but let us know on social media what kinds of stuff you guys are doing to um, basically stay sane. Stay sane. Because, stay sane. you know, I stay saw sane. someone the other day post something about um, the fact that they can stay indoors for days on end and not think anything of it. Not, not you know, they just realize, oh, I haven't been out in like five days, you know. <laughs> when we're on lockdown. It's advi- advised to stay in your house and everything. But yeah. really, it's people aren't going to do that, you know. Well, I, think- I hope they do. And I hope you do. And I hope you're washing your hands. And I hope you're keeping your old people safe. And everybody's happy and healthy. And um, I think we're going to all get through this. Going to get through this. Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. We just have to, like, not panic and find things to do. Like, listen to Tina Buddy podcast. Yeah, you can listen to all our podcasts. Watch Outlander. Watch Outlander. Get some work done. Get some work done. Um, between those things. Find some space, do some exercise, do some meditating. Well, you can get some work done and listen to our podcast. You can't watch Outlander and get work done. Yeah. So. Well, it depends on how good you are at multitasking. But I don't think anybody's that good at multitasking. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I'm just rambling now. So we're going to go. And um, as always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Yep. Appreciate your support. Um, leave us a review if you would like to review us. Yeah. If you would, um, like to support us further because reviews are going to help other people find our podcast. Oh, and hi. Yeah. That's like the most important thing. Um, we also have a Patreon page if you want to check that out where Ooh. we have some Patreon or patron only podcasts available yeah, we on We just there. released one yesterday. Yeah. Um, and our website and all our social medias and, you know, you know the spiel. <laughs> yep. And Other that's than it. that, yeah. Have a nice day and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.